it's kind of like MySpace, which I'm I'm actually good with. Uh, it has. Yeah, but helped I mean, me. we knew that we knew that when you first moved in and peed in all the corners. Welcome, and you're listening to episode 160 of PHP Ugly, your weekly intake of developer eh, whining, complaining, just Chatter. general bitching. I am one of your hosts, Derek Van Johnson, and with me, week after week, my good friend, Thomas Wrightup. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Thomas, you are looking exceptionally dasher today. I have not seen you wear a collar in a very long time. Yeah, I uh, decided to treat myself and picked up a couple uh, $5 polos from Walmart. But you, you wear it good, my friend. You wear it good. It's nice. Uh, the my, my wife noted that the heavier fabric uh, hides my more feminine features. <laughs> Do I want to know what those are? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I like it. I know we, we've been talking for a while about stepping up our fashion, and you know I'm still rocking the Diego Dev t-shirts I've been wearing for the last five years. Really need to uh, need to do something about that. I just don't know what it is. It's it's, uh, it, it's a Ugh. conundrum for me. Diego Dev polos, of course. And I do have a couple of those. Um, except I don't look great in a polo. Uh, I want to get way, way back in the day when John and I were just friends and we weren't running a company together. I had actually bought him a um, SDPHP bowling ball shirt. Ooh. And uh, I think that's what I want to do. I think I, I think I'm going to look at grabbing a couple bowling ball shirts, throwing the Diego Dev logo on it, and see how see if I can pull that look off. I don't know. That's you got to kind of be like a like a certain person to be able to pull that look off. But I'll, I'll I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, Guy Fieri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what have you been up the, to? Get man? the, we, get the we, frosted we... tips and everything. I got look at this uh, for for those of you not watching the video. Uh, you you're you're lucky. Look at this bird's nest thing I have happening up here now. Oh my! Like, I'm I'm not sure what's going on there. That's horrible. I'm I'm thinking about shaving it all off again. You know, back in the day, I used to I used to be a little cube head. I used to have it all shaved off. It was a good look for you. you did you think? Yeah, I, I thought so. The wife didn't care for it. That's why I started yeah. growing it out again. But I think I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna. I mean, I, I'm being forced into that role. I, I really. I, I. I don't. It's out of my hands at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's. You can't will it to be any different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, oh, we forgot to wake Ian up. Ian, you asked me on Twitter to wake you up when we started talking because you're going to be developing. So, wake up. So yeah, I did my I did my uh, my service my public service for today. Yeah. So what have you been up to? I, I actually I actually know a little secret about your about something you've been struggling with at work. Oh really? To talk about yeah. I heard uh, I heard you guys had a downgrade to PHP seven point two. I haven't heard anything about this. What happened? Oh <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I I just got that um, one piece of nugget of information. Um, uh, again, your boss uh, messaged me and he was like, "Hey, are you guys uh, are you guys on seven three? And then are you having any problems with it?" And I'm like, "No," and I don't think I lied to him. I, I I'm pretty sure we're on seven two, seven two everywhere. But uh, he he said that you know you guys are seeing some sporadic. Um, uh, SQL connectivity issues. I mean, it's it's not consistent. Huh. So you know, we did the whole Google thing, and uh, you know, I found... am just so glad I'm not full stack anymore. <laughs> so you just do the development, huh? Yeah, I don't even. I didn't even hear about it. Never had to worry. There you go. See, it's nice. It's nice to have it. So yeah, I guess you guys had a downgrade to seven two, but um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we won't talk about that. I, sh- I shouldn't have aired dirty laundry. I apologize, to your boss. I don't want him to have me knocked off, man. <laughs> He's got some pool right here. Uh, I don't think he has that kind of power. He couldn't get you all the way to Jersey. <laughs> so what you been up to? I've had an exciting week. So before I before I start to ramble, I, I'm going to give you an opportunity to share your life. Seeing how you made it very clear that I I, I pretty much dominated our last show and you refused to d- 
do a show with me last week because of it. <laughs> I, I assure you that was not the case. <laughs> I wish it. I wish it were just obstinance, mm. but no. Uh, I've just been been working and reading and you know JSON object decoding and it's uh it hasn't been anything too notable just very very busy although i have to say that uh today was the first day of school for one of my kids and it's the first day of school tomorrow nice. for two of the other two mm-hmm. so i couldn't be more pleased <laughs> yeah i think school's out here start next week um i know my daughter's uh start their their college i mean it's it's it doesn't. It's not really the same thing. Yeah, that doesn't fact, count. Half their classes now they take online. It's like that's like a normal thing for them. It's not even. It's not even like this unusual, um, unusual thing. It's it's kind of expected that like half your courses are going to be online now. So, yeah, it, it seems My, like that's becoming the norm for high schools even. Really. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I I know uh, my my kids had some friends that that did that that went the whole online high school route. So I guess I don't know. Weird. I mean, you know, who am I to talk? I I I, I basically work remote. I mean, I happen to to come into an office, but you know, there's no requirement for me to come into an office. So I'm starting to I'm starting to want to get an office. Yeah, but I go I, I go I, back and forth on it. I saw a thing. What's the what's the office? The online big tech office thing. We we work. We, we work. I know that's one. I know that's one of the ones out here. I, I'm not sure if it's all over the U.S. or not. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of because they they uh, filed for their IPO. They do re- remote offices and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, their their IPO filings revealed that they're losing fifty five hundred dollars per customer per year. Fifty five hundred dollars. Wow. And somehow they're going public on that <laughs> business model. <laughs> Well, because there's always a plan. I mean, it's like the whole Uber Lyft thing. They're losing millions of dollars, but you know, it's okay. We had planned on losing millions of dollars, so that's fine because we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> We've totally expected to lose <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. That's yeah. That's that's why we have the uh, the investors, man. We're we're in we're in our burn rate right now, and, and, and yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, you know. I'm the only one that comes into the office on a regular basis. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of like my space, which I'm, I'm actually good with. Uh, it has, well, but I mean, me. we knew that we knew that when you first moved in and peed in all the corners. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and, and yeah, just, yeah. just casual I, tagging. I'm going to I'm gonna have to clean that up at some point, but, um, yeah, and it it also, I mean, I'm literally five minutes from my house. I could walk to my office if I wasn't such a puss, you know, but I am a puss and I drive to my office. But it is nice because when I go home, I, I always struggled with separating work and home. And so I really do a good job now. At, you know, when I come, go home, I don't whip out the laptop, you know, unless I have something that needs to get done. The laptop stays put away. I have an iPad which I can answer emails, talk on Slack if I need to, but yeah, it's pretty good. Wow. I just realized that I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on the wrong scene on, <laughs> on uh, OBS. On the broadcasting. Oh, and no, I have to, no, I have to launch nobody, discord. I'm not even in discord. Nobody has been looking at you at all. <laughs> oh, well that's fine then. <laughs> well, now when I'm talking about how good you look, it's not fine. I, no, I that's you, still that's still very fine. I need to give you some screen time now. There you go. Give you give you your own screen time. <laughs> Why do I share OBS with you if you're not going to tell me when I'm making mistakes, man? I didn't I didn't see it this time. Because whenever you share <laughs> OBS, the video jumps around back and forth. Mm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's something about it not wanting to display a 3D rendered 
2D plane, something like that. I wish I could get Active Speaker working again. That that was one of my favorite ones, and does not seem to want to work. Well, I need to try. I need to try out getting OBS running on my machine to see if it runs any better than on your ancient Apple hardware. Hey, man, I got the. Uh, ever since getting the external GPU, man, this thing's been spinning like a top. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Throwing a thousand dollars at a computer is supposed to do that, though. Six hundred dollars. Well, that wasn't it. Six hundred without the GPU. No, and, and it was probably more like seven fifty. It was like the case was like three fifty, and the G, and the GPU was like three fifty, three seventy five. So uh, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the GPU market now. I'm looking at AMD's got some new offerings. The RX fifty seven hundred. Have you seen this? No, I don't. I don't follow that that industry. I used to be so big on the hardware, following all the graphic cards and everything. I I I have. Since turning to a Mac, I have totally stopped any of that. I, I don't follow any of it anymore. Well, NVIDIA was, was super proud of being at the top of the game and selling $800 video cards and not being able to be beaten by anybody. And then AMD came out with a new architecture just sort of out of nowhere that everyone knew was coming but didn't know when. And this new architecture was basically $400 for the same performance as NVIDIA's $800 card. Mm -hmm. And that sort of flipped things on its head pretty fast. (laughs) Uh, So I'm excited about that. It's going to be a little while. The, the, uh, the units aren't in on shelves yet, but they're coming. Cool. What are you playing with there? Oh, this is my, my, Antenna stand for my software-defined radio thing. It's a little, ah, little gorilla grip thing. Show. Yeah. yeah. You still, you still enjoying that? You still playing with it? Yeah, not playing with that, it as much as I wish, but SDR radio, right? That's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. If you're interested, you turn in, tune into episode 159, and hear Thomas talk about that. Yeah. Although amazingly enough, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks, yeah. We we took last week off. Which so I've, was fine. I had an interesting, uh, we'll say, issue. Okay. My my old development laptop. I think it's got to be five years old now. Hmm. It has just decided to turn off now. Sometimes. Okay. I can't find any exact reason why there's no log file that indicates that it was told to shut down or why it shut down. It just goes fully shut down, turned off in the middle of stuff. Uh-huh. And usually it's not too big a problem. Start it back up and it recovers itself nicely and just get everything loaded up again. But today it did it while I was doing a git commit. Oh. <laughs> that's probably not good it turns out it's really not good <laughs> and it corrupted the entire git repository on my computer really so there was essentially nothing i could do without getting knee deep into git commands that are completely foreign and for fixing corrupted databases hmm uh, fortunately, it was only a one-line commit, mm-hmm. so I just wiped the directory and fetched it again from origin and start, just started over. Right. But that error message of git is corrupted irrecoverably is is a bit of a daunting one. That's got to be kind of horrifying to see that. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I really, really am lucky that I that I do a get commit, get push every couple minutes. It's weird. I think you hear somebody at the office. Oh, somebody's right outside my window. <laughs> Just like, screaming obscenities at you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we had uh, last week, so we didn't, we didn't talk last week. Um, we had to, we had to shuffle schedules around a little bit. I had to go out to Arizona. Uh, 
for my uh, for my mom and sister, and then at, you know, last minute, you know, a few things came up, and we couldn't record it at the new time, so we just decided to blow it off. But um, last week, uh, one of our developers on a project was basically offline. Um, she had taken a taken a vacation. The nerve of her, but you know, I guess legally a she's a contractor; she can do that. Whatever. But uh, she uh, she took some time off. Um, but they're they're pushing real hard on this project, this Greenfield project that they've been working on for over a year now. Uh, it's essentially to a stage where at any moment the client can say, "Okay, we're launching, and we're just going to go live with it." But um, oh god! But right now it's just like a sprint of doing, okay, well, let's make sure we get this done. And we want this done before launch. And so it's like finding all this stuff, this last-minute stuff, that we really want done before launch and just, you know, going straight straight after it. Um, and one of the things we need to do is, so I got to do a couple things. Uh, but one of the things we need to do was implement a, an admin interface. Um, and we looked at we looked at using Nova. Nova just... Nova wasn't going to to really fit for what we needed. I actually was going to uh, use Voyager, um, which is created by uh, a local developer here in San Diego who used to come to the Laravel meetup. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he, he's he's pretty fantastic. But uh, I actually forked it, and because because this this uh, Greenfield app has got I mean it has gotten so big. Um, we had some overlapping tables with his package. And so I actually had forked his package and started customizing it and trying to shoehorn it into this app. I spent about two days on it and I'm just like, ah, you know, it's, it's too much work. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about this right now. So I just ended sure. up building something from scratch. So I started, I started writing something. You know, it, it's very, I don't get a lot of opportunities to code as much as I used to. And uh, so I start I start coding the admin interface, and as part of this admin interface, um, I got to implement a state machine, which ooh yeah, uh, I listened to uh, Jake Bennett talk about state machines for a while on um, whatever his podcast is called North Meets South or the one he does with Michael Dorinda. Um, great podcast. I'm pretty sure that's it. North Meets South. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's talked about the benefits of state machine for a while, and I used to kind of hear it in the background, and it was one of those things I kind of noted, but thought to myself, I don't know if it's ever anything I would need. But now that I have done it, I'm like, yeah, this this is really going to become like part of my regular thing here, and it really, I think, really, oh yeah, I mean, because honestly. Either I'm oversimplifying it now, or I was over complicating it before. So when I was initially trying to understand it, I, I kind of got the concept, but struggled with the implementation. Now that I've gone through it and deployed it, which keep in mind, it's it was just a package. Uh, there's a there's a package for state machines, and then there's another package. That's a wrapper to that package for Laravel. So it allows you to use eloquent uh, commands with it. And now that I've got it implemented, I, I realize, or at least at this point, the way we're the way I'm using it, is that it's really just a glorified uh, validation rule. I mean, that's all that's all it is. Um, but it's it's really powerful and good to have. So, like, in, in the example I'm using, you know, we, we have this application has a workflow in it where a person can create, can request to become an organization. So, it's, like, basically saying, hey, I want to do business on this platform. So, that request, or, or not the request, but the concept of them being an organization has several states, right? They can create their organization. Sure. They can, they can request for that organization to be approved. Uh, the organization can be verified. Uh, the organization can actually be a partner. And then 
the organization can be suspended, it can be locked, it can be canceled, it can be archived. So it has all these all these states that it can be in, but there are rules around those states. So for example, it can't be there can't be a request for approval and then go to lock, right? It has right, to right. you know, there are certain steps that it has to go through. As a matter of fact, the way I set it up is you can't even jump from request for approval to partner. You either have to be approved as uh, an approved organization or a verified organization before you can become a partner. And it's just like that's that's sort of it's so simple. But like once it's implemented and not having to worry about that and not having to not having to worry about maintaining it with booleans or maintaining it with logic of okay if it's this then it can do this 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 you know it's just you create the state machine it's it's a configuration file you create the config configuration file and you create a column in the database for its state and you just let the state machine handle that state and it's super super slick um yeah so if you start to think about it's like there's so many things that that could be used for. I mean, even like, like, uh, like, even like doing a post, right? I mean, a post can be in draft mode. It could be in published mode. It could be in archive mode. You know, it's like, well, how are you going to handle that? You're going to handle it with booleans. You're going to handle it with, oh, is there a publish at date or, you know, is is there a publish at date? But is there a boolean for archived? No, screw all that. Just have a state of that document and say this document is published. I love I love the idea. Now that I now that I have my head around it and I have it implemented, it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm using this all over the place now. It's again, it's just a validation engine or a validation rule. Huh. So I I'm I'm really grateful I, I actually paid attention <laughs> to Jacob <laughs> when he was mentioning it. Because his his uh the example he kept referencing was this like um he kept equating it to like uh Mario uh the Mario games uh, like a video game and talking about the different states that Mario could be in. And in my head in my head that's still like a linear thing. It's like, oh I see, okay. Okay, you get special skills and then Mario can go to this state. But I I still was having trouble applying it. It was like, but how does that apply to anything else? And now that I've kind of worked my way through it, it's like, oh, yeah, this makes a whole lot of sense now. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look into that because, I mean, like I've said for years, I just think that our my particular environment is the perfect environment for any given technology you want to try out. Buttery Crumpets, you have got to uh, tweet that. This, this is... This is just total awesomeness. Did that come in? That's terrifying. That is awesomeness. Look how look how clean and big we are. This I may have to <laughs> buttery. That's great. For the pod for the podcast listeners, Buttery Crumpets has put us on his television and we are now in a glorious fifty inches in front of him. Let me see uh let me see if I can share this with you guys. Uh, I'm gonna go come over here. See, does that work? Yeah, there we go. You're seeing my uh, you're seeing my little Discord screen now for a brief moment. Yes, buttery, buttery sent a a picture of watching us on TV. So that's cool, man. I like that. That's that's disturbing. Nah, he he'll be okay. He's he he'll be fine. <laughs> he's got he's got strong stomach. <laughs> All right. So what were we talking about? Oh, no, I messed this one up. Oh, uh. Security cameras, no, something else. Uh, state machines, you were talking about how interested you were in state machines. Yes, I, I think that my industry, being adult entertainment, it's so fitting for so many different technologies we constantly see in, in the PHP world. And I was going to give a talk sometime back about you know, programming for porn, Mm-hmm. And the, the the specific conflicts that we encounter in our industry, but uh, but we felt that it was a little too edgy for our meetup group. Oh, you want to do that in a meetup group? 
Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it here. I'm sure people would love to hear about some of it. I always found it fascinating, kind of hysterical. So we we have worked together in public areas before where you have worked on your porn stuff and we've worked on you know other things. But we've been in coffee shops before working together. And so I, I know a lot of your workflows and found it very entertaining that in your little local development environment, all the porn pictures get replaced with kittens. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was great. I looked over, I looked over one day just to, you know, curiosity to see what you're working on. There are all these kitty cats on your screen. It's like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> what yeah, sort of I, sick I, thing are you into? Unfortunately, due to some design changes, that's that's no longer the case. So when I do work in public, mm-hmm. I have to work with my back to the wall mm-hmm. to make sure that no one can, no one can accidentally look over my shoulder. Have you ever have you ever looked at, into investing in one of those uh, privacy screens? I, I've looked into making one. You can make one out of an old broken monitor. Oh, really? Yeah. When um, I worked in a when I worked in enterprise, we had to have those when we went to conferences. Uh, like, yeah, basically, when we went to conferences, we had to have privacy screens for yeah. security. You know, it's it's something I've looked into, but the the off the shelf solutions can be very expensive hmm. so i just i just don't care that much i just find a place that makes sure that they don't have mirrors on the wall behind me because that has happened before oh my goodness <laughs> you know what's hysterical though it's like have you ever walked into a public public library it's like people like have no shame it's yeah i mean i i walked in they're on the the computers provided by the library in the middle of a room, no privacy, just clicking around, click, click. I'm like, dude, you know, they're, they're like kids running around here. I think it's, I think it's frowned upon, though. I don't think that they generally promote that at the library. Well, and a lot of, a lot of them will have privacy booths for that sort of viewing. Like if, if you're viewing adult content, there's usually like, hey, go to that booth over there and view it. I don't. I don't think that's a library that you went to. <laughs> well, it must have been. I was putting a lot of quarters in. I mean, what, what else would the quarters be used for? Yeah, what you're describing, I don't think is a library. <laughs> I worked at one of those, too, once, but... Did you really? Oh, yeah. Dude, you, you've been all over the place. Have you Have you actually started anything? Is there is, is there video out there, real write-out? The real write-out? No. <laughs> See, that's where that's where you use my joke. Just say, "Hey, it was just a short film." It's, it's a short film. <laughs> very short film. <laughs> uh, right. Speaking of adult content, uh, it looks like Yahoo has finished its process of killing itself and is selling off. We're uh, selling off Tumblr. Oh, I saw you had a card on this. I didn't even know Yahoo owned Tumblr. Yeah, so Yahoo bought Tumblr from. Well, hold on, I'm getting no. Verizon has Tumblr. I'm I yeah. I'm now I'm getting now I'm getting completely lost. Automatic is buying Tumblr from Verizon. Okay, so Automatic, they're the, they're the maintainers and creators of WordPress. Yes. Okay, so that, that, that acquisition makes a lot of sense. Um, it, it makes a little sense, yeah. yeah. Um, Verizon is the current owner because Verizon bought Yahoo. Verizon is the current owner because they, they, they bought Yahoo. I got you, okay. Right. Um, and when Yahoo bought Tumblr... They paid roughly a billion dollars for it. Okay. However, Which makes sense. I mean, Tumblr's... A, uh, my kids were all about Tumblr for a very long time. That's how they got... That's how they made their friends on Tumblr. Yeah. So, it looks like it's being sold for around the $3 million mark. <laughs> so, they bought it for a billion. And 1. Then- 1.1 billion, yeah. Selling it for three million. Yeah, and if you're not 
really comfortable with how large numbers like that work. The 0.1 in 1.1 billion is 100 million. Mm-hmm. So they're selling it for 3% of one-tenth of a percent of the original purchase price. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's like that's like me paying $1,000 for my car and then you give me 10 cents for it. Yes. Or yeah, that's, that three, is the equivalent. Three, three cents yeah. for it, actually. Three cents for it is what you would give me. Right, right. Yeah, that is insane. That's Yahoo, man. <laughs> it's a fire No pun cell. intended. <laughs> I mean, Yahoo is just a dumpster fire of the internet. It's how how did that happen? I mean, it it was so it looked so promising. They they hung in there for years with Google. Uh, they fought off Microsoft. Uh, they they got that executive from Google. She was supposed to change everything. She make, did make Yahoo. She, she again. brought their bottom line from you know somewhere in the black to all the way in the red. <laughs> like. Like a very bright red, like yeah, you know, like the yeah. They, there's not a CSS equivalent of the red that she put to come to. Yeah, it's um, I mean, from what I can tell, having grown up with Yahoo, they invested in technology and then didn't maintain or use it. Mm-hmm. So they would buy things and then let them become outdated and obsolete, and then ignore them until they were valueless. And they would see trends coming forward, and they would invest in these trends, but they wouldn't have the foresight to realize that these trends were isolated markets that were also losing money. Hmm. So if you try to compete with a company that is hemorrhaging money, but the most successful in their market you will end up hemorrhaging money while maintaining your position as not the most successful in the market. There's no winning out of that situation. Wow. It's like if I tried to compete with Uber right now, mm-hmm. that why would I do that? Uber is perfectly fine losing money every day. Mm-hmm. And they're the leader in the, in the, in the market. Well, it's interesting. Buttery says that uh, Yahoo is actually still, doing really well in Japan. As a matter of fact, they even have a low-cost cell phone business over there. So, uh... <laughs> you can't say, don't tell Lyft. Well, yes. Lyft came before Uber, though. Did they really? Lyft, Lyft came Yeah, Lyft, Lyft started the idea. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I believe so. I, I don't think you're right there. I think you're off. But I do know Lyft loses as much money as Uber. I mean, they have, they have Uber-level funding and investors so i mean I guess uber was i guess uber was first yeah it's 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 the same it's the same song just different station it's you know they you can't compete with lyft either they're they're burning through money and losing it every day and at this point don't seem to really care because it's all part of the plan but it's definitely coming down to uber and lyft i mean they're just like it's you know who can lose more money sort of scenario well uber is investing in all sorts of automated driving technology mm-hmm. and other stuff that's that's the stuff that's hemorrhaging the money right now i believe lyft is actually doing okay this goes back to the we work stuff where it's like they they announced their ipo they're hemorrhaging money why would someone buy the product why would mm-hmm. someone buy stock in a company that has no plans to be able to make money in the future right it and Yahoo's in the same position where they may be very popular in Japan if only Japan weren't an island of a very limited population. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, they, they've cornered a small market, and that's good for them. They can keep it that way, but that doesn't make them a, a booming business. Right. They invested a bunch trying to compete with YouTube, but only with produced content. They didn't allow, you know, user-generated content. Uh, they had a music service. They had a maps service, a weather service. Mm-hmm. I remember, all but this. they were they always jumped in the game a minute too late, and the homepage is just garishly unusable. 
Oh, I haven't been to Yahoo.com in years. It's a news website a la the AOL webpage. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it has no directionality. It has no intention. Uh, it, it makes sense for something like this to work well in Japan because Japan Actually, has a information this, density this is thing. Pretty much, this is pretty much how I remember Yahoo homepage looking back in the 90s. This is... Right, the it's weather not scores. very different. Yeah, it's, this is pretty much the same same thing. It's, uh, yeah. Huh. Uh, you, can, you can make Yahoo your homepage. That's still a thing for them. Uh, you, they still want, want you to make it uh, your homepage. With the idea of a homepage? The idea of having an actual homepage. <laughs> so I told you I got to do some coding last week. Um, and one of the things I really dove heavy into was uh tailwind man i am freaking loving tailwind isn't it nice it is so nice perfect one of my developers paid me a compliment and i don't even think they knew they paid me a compliment when i showed them the admin interface they're like oh this is nice and clean what package did you use i'm like i I did this no really what package did you use i did this (laughs) Well, Tailwinds did it. Well, Tailwind did it, yeah. But and I and I even found a uh, site for Tailwind components. So it's like if if you're looking for a form, they you know they have the little layout for that and things like that. So it's uh, pretty pretty. I'm loving Tailwind. I have never had my head wrapped around any sort of CSS as well as I have it wrapped around Tailwind. I mean, Bootstrap. Yeah, I could cheat on Bootstrap. It's like okay, what. What little shortcut do I need to put here to get the look I'm looking for? And Tailwind, I actually feel like I'm I'm creating the components. So, but I didn't. I haven't gotten to my big news yet. You want to hear my big news? Go for it. I've been vaping the last two days. Got it. Vaping. Vaping what? Vapor. I've been vaping the serverless infrastructure of Laravel serverless application using Vapor. I hear that'll kill you. It is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Taylor, Taylor, let me in yesterday, and uh, I spent pretty much all day yesterday and a good push of the day, just kind of walking through it, trying to deploy uh, an application that that you know was kind of like not risky. Like, okay, let's see if this deploys, and kind of getting my head around the little caveats. Like, whenever you're referencing any sort of CSS image, anything like that, you have to use your asset tag. Uh, anywhere that asset tag isn't used is going to break in the serverless environment. And it makes complete sense too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, today I, so yesterday I, I got in and got the application deployed probably from zero to deployed maybe an hour. Um, and that was me troubleshooting things in the code. Um, and I never actually got it fully functional. Uh, there was a couple of things. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm working through issues. But um, so this morning I, I wiped everything out and I started again. But unfortunately I had I had problems this morning. So I, I kind of pinged support. And, uh, of course, it's, it's Taylor basically responding yeah. to support <laughs> calls right now. And. Him and I, I mean, he he was rat. He was he. I, I can't imagine how many support tickets he's getting right now. But he was responding to me in like five minutes, and so we went back. And forth. It was funny. It's like I, I sent him the error message I was getting, and he just like messaged me. He goes, "Ah, damn it! Uh, let me roll something back." <laughs> he, re- <laughs> he rolled back some code. He says, "All right, try now." I'm like, oh, "Yep, that fixed it." <laughs> But uh, so it's you know it is very beta. I mean, there he's still working through things, and but I got my I got the local SDPHP website that we've been revamping. I got that whole thing deployed, um, and it's nice. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to using it. Uh, he still it was, there's still some things that need to be ironed out, and there's still some weird things about it. Uh, I need to ping Taylor about the. The database is probably the thing that bothers me the most because I can't see um, the way it works now. 
is that uh, you create a database. And so one of the one of the really nice features of Vapor is anything that Vapor is handling for you, like the S3 storage, your database, your cache, all that stuff, you don't worry about putting in your .env file. Uh, Vapor configures your environment to automatically inject that uh, that the, the credentials into your application. Well, that's nice. It's super nice. But the database is weird, and I'm sure there, there are workarounds for it, but there's a couple ways to create databases. You, you can actually use the AWS serverless database, which was interesting because when I was talking to him at Laracon, he had not implemented that yet and didn't seem like he was going to. But I guess I guess he had, um, or you can send the, you can spin up the traditional RDS database, which is just Amazon's uh, database service, um, relational database service, and and they're all right. MySQL. So so they're, they're, I don't think there's anything but MySQL. I don't think you have the chance you have an opportunity to go to Postgres, even though AWS offers it. Uh, I don't think at this point Vapor will allow for that. Could be Good. wrong. Yeah. Um, screw, screw Postgres. But the weird thing about it is that it spins up the database and it, it actually spins up an RDS instance and it treats that entire instance as a database. So even though you can connect to the instance and you can create multiple databases on that instance, so let's say you're, you're you know, non-production environment, right? And you want to create a devs, staging, beta database all in the same database instance I, i'm not mm. sure how to use that in vapor and i i have i really have a feeling it's just a matter of ping taylor on it taylor's gonna say oh yeah just add this to your configuration file because so you, you get a vapor yaml file added to your project and that's where you put in all your configurations of hey use this network use this database you're not putting in your credentials you're just telling it in in vapor you know, use this database, and then it does the credentials yourself. Now, make sure you're not breaking any NDA here. You you don't give away all the secrets. So that's the funny thing about it. I I was expecting this to sign an NDA uh, because I knew it was beta. I, I I assumed it was like private beta, but he just emailed me. He goes, "Hey, just you know, go to this page and register, and it'll let you register." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so he didn't he didn't have me sign anything when I logged in. I felt I felt like I wanted to message him and say, "Hey, is it cool that I talk about this?" But you know, he he, he probably doesn't probably doesn't remember who you are. He, <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, he seems pretty he, pretty responsive in on Twitter and stuff. As far as I don't know, I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. But then again, serverless infrastructure is kind of a niche thing, so I don't know how many people are using it. Yeah. I, I I think in the Laravel world a lot of people are going to start using it. Like, once this all gets polished, and once some big applications get deployed, and people like me start talking about it, I think I think it's going to be used a lot. I feel. But I was already going down this path, so I'm kind of biased to the serverless infrastructure. Well, yeah, you already had weeks of headaches just dealing with this without any assistance. Right. And the the user group website is a real bad example because uh, because it's going to cost us money, more money than nor- normally we would host this on a Diego Dev server with you know an existing database and you know blah 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 blah. But by deploying it in serverless, you know there's a lot of minimal charges that are already exceed what we would normally pay for uh you know a, a small digital ocean box to host it but now that, that's not the point of this deployment this deployment is to work through it for the client so that when we go to deploy a client's application we we have a better idea of what we're doing and i do think that i'm probably going to move mission control over onto it as well um because it's really yeah it's like a perfect uh it's a perfect fit for mission control um, because mission control is, you know, it's it needs to always be available for for people when they want to hit it, and it has its little jobs that it needs to run, which which this implementation allows you to do. Yeah, I uh, I think it's a good fit for mission control. 
I have to go through the code base and see how well it will migrate over. But yeah, it's uh, we'll probably move Mission Control over to there. And then and then we have we have clients that I'm definitely targeting. Uh, the the big greenfield app we've been working on for a year. I want to get out there. We just started a, a new project with a new client who I think again perfect fit for the serverless architecture. Um, yeah, we have a uh, we have a proposal out for another project that if we get that one, yeah, I mean just moving forward in general, like any Laravel app we develop, I don't want to I don't want to manage servers anymore if I can. If I can work in this serverless architecture as part of the contract, that's that's the route we're going. I mean, that's just going to be standard. Now at at Wave PHP, you had a speaker who worked on the Google serverless team. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember that. Yeah, and and I remember him saying, you know, serverless is cool and all, but the way the pricing is structured, you do have to be really careful because mm-hmm. it can end up suddenly costing a ton of money. Yeah. And even even Taylor said that uh, even his serverless stuff he puts behind um, uh, what's a that server? No, what's that service <laughs> that uh, protects you from uh, denial of Cloudflare. service? Cloudflare. Cloudflare. He puts all his yeah. stuff behind Cloudflare because that's, that's uh, my stuff's things. all behind Cloudflare too. But that's for different reasons, right? But I mean, a serverless architecture in theory can handle a denial of service attack. It's just going to cost you a lot of money. <laughs> So right, uh, it's and, and, and I'm not sure how Cloudflare works. I know they've got some kind of secret sauce, right? Where they they're monitoring where the traffic's coming from and how how many requests are happening. But even Taylor even thought about that for the serverless architecture. He even allows you to put some throttling in there where you can say, "Hey, yeah, there can never be more than this many concurrent users and things like that." Um, so there is some built-in stuff that you can do to, to help mitigate that sort of attack, but you still probably want to use a service like Cloudflare just to be, just to be even extra safe. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm loving it. Uh, I mean, the progress I made with Vapor in one day was easily, uh, a week and a half of me hacking through AWS Lambda, Trying to get PHP running on it, trying to get all the connections and security worked correctly. Um, I mean, yeah, this this is like just such a no brainer for me, and I'm I'm loving it. I, I can't wait to really really understand the ins and outs of it, and maybe wait for it to mature a little bit more as he works through issues. But yeah, this is a no brainer for me. I love I love the vapor. Yeah. I'm a you're big, so, uh, big, you're e- big e-cigarette fan as well. <laughs> you seem to be so excited. That was my big thing, man. I, I, I know. I'm excited about it. I just, it's again, so glad I'm not full stack anymore. So glad I just won't ever have to deal with it. Oh, so we do have Ian in our Discord for anybody in Discord uh, who don't don't know who Ian is. He's actually one of the uh, organizers of Longhorn PHP. And uh, Ian, are oh, you- he's the guy that fired you. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually the physical person who told us to leave. In okay, not, let me see not how do you how do you kick people from Discord? Yeah, we should. Uh, that shouldn't be too difficult. But Ian, are kick you ben. are you guys having uh, Longhorn in twenty? What would it be twenty twenty? You guys already had it in twenty nineteen, right? I'm pretty sure you guys had it back in May. Yeah, yeah, Longhorn PHP back in twenty eighteen is the one that uh, John and I got fired for. Um, fired from. So we're not bitter or anything. Uh, we no. think we we actually we actually agreed with it. Thought they were very smart for doing so. <laughs> um, Generally, a good call. Yeah. So they so they have this year already May second through the fourth. Uh, you know that reminds me. I didn't I didn't tell you uh, one of the big things this week is I have my tickets and everything I need. For PHP World, dude, we're doing World together. All three of us we are will be doing World. We are doing. We're doing the Ugly World tour. <laughs> the Ugly. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome, man. 
Oh, and uh, and speaking of which, so we our our old friend John Condon is going to be speaking at World. He's doing he he's actually doing two talks there. And then I got news this week that uh, another one of the Diego Dev developers got chosen to be a speaker at Laricon AU. So Laricon Australia. Really? Yeah, Marcus Moore. Who I I, I, I thought we weren't saying who it was. Always tell. No, uh, he tweeted it, so I think we're allowed to say. Okay. It. Yeah. But uh, he so he's going in. In as we we all observe, Marcus is 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 a very small, compact person, so it's going to be easy for him to travel. I looked at yeah, like, he's, he fits in the overhead bin for sure. Yeah, and comfortably. I mean, like he'd probably prefer it. He'd be laying down, sleeping the whole way. But I looked at tickets for somebody like me to fly to Australia, and it's like I don't I don't have Oof. that sort of money. It's like transporting like a large zoo animal or something. It's got to be cheaper to fly like an elephant to Australia than it would be for me yeah, to fly as, to Australia. I was going to say it is a little Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So I would love to. I'd love to go there and and support him and and just go to Sydney, Australia in general. But I don't know. I don't know if I can handle it. It'd be a tough flight for me. I know for a fact that I couldn't handle it. I would get. 10 hours into the flight and lose my mind. <laughs> I know it's a 12 hour flight, man. I would get real close and how then can, just go insane. How can a plane stay in the air for 12 hours? How's that? How's that even? My car can't drive six hours without having to stop for gas. You know, it's yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't understand it. I don't ever want to understand it. I, <laughs> When when they had the Concorde still flying and they were like, "Yeah, it crashes a lot though." I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, "All right, it's worth the risk." I'd rather I'd rather a plane that crashes a lot but gets there in half the time. <laughs> All right. Where flying we is flying is so uncomfortable. I just oh. I hate it so much and I looked at the flight times. You know, I have a direct flight to Washington. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a two and a half hour. It's so fast and easy. Hey, but my flight you're, home, you're like right in the middle of the country. You're perfect. I mean, yeah, everything is about a two hour flight for you. Well, my flight home is like eight hours because I what? booked it without. Yeah, I booked it without looking at what the layovers were. Oh my god! And it's the and the worst part is you know my agoraphobia. I'm, I have issues with mm-hmm. traffic, with mm-hmm. cars, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I will literally be in Denver for like four hours, which is roughly 50 minutes away from my home mm-hmm. by car. <laughs> but I will be sitting there waiting, waiting for waiting an for airplane. Your, waiting for your connecting flight. <laughs> just so I don't have to get on the freeway. <laughs> I thought about that. And I, on, my flight home, on my flight home from uh, Laracon, I had a layover in L.A. And when you live in San Diego... You actually get a lot of uh, a lot of layovers. In LA. Yeah, I mean, that's oh like, yeah, that's yeah. a common thing. And I, I told the wife, I'm like, you know what? Next time, I'm just, we're just running a car from LA because it's like, no matter how short the layover it is, it's always two or three hours of at least at least like an yeah, hour layover. Boarding is an hour exactly. It's like put me in a car, I can be home in two hours. You know. Yeah, so I I might. Depending on how I feel that day, just have my wife come pick me up from Denver instead of from next door. Mm-hmm. Probably makes but sense. But knowing, knowing my anxiety, I'll probably fly. Man, weed is legal. Weed is legal in Denver. Just just uh, land. Does not, does not help with the anxiety. How does that not help? Oh, it makes it worse. <laughs> weed makes your anxiety worse? Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. not good, man. No, it's not. We have we have a, a, a small one, a callback to our last episode. Okay. Ninja. This is your article here. I'm stealing it from you. Please do. He's very angry at Twitch. Uh, understandably. Because when he left Twitch under his new contract with Microsoft to go to Mixer, uh, they took his channel and just started streaming other stuff on it. Right. And somebody that they had 
forked control over to just streamed an hour's worth of porn on his channel. Well, but do they do they actually do they actually stream porn on the channel or do they, they, were they uh-huh. I think it was advertisements, wasn't it? No, it was porn. They actually streamed porn on his channel. Yeah. That is insane. Um, but to me, the interesting part of the story is that there's nothing he can do about their use of his name, of his channel, on the site. Right. I found that very interesting as well. He he kept talking about how, like like in his head, he was he's bigger than Twitch, which I mean now, financially he, he may is be. right. He is he is one percent of Twitch's viewership mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge, huge impact. Um, out of out of millions and millions of hours viewed per day on Twitch, he is one percent of that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a shocking number. Um, and he believes that he has the intellectual property rights to his name and his channel, but Twitch says you deleted your channel. It's now just a dead link on our website. We can do anything we want to with it. Mm-hmm. And so they're using it to promote other streamers. Of course, because and that, that's where so many of their users are going to. The issue here, I think the bigger issue here isn't what got streamed, but the fact that he gave up the intellectual property rights by deleting his channel. And Twitch just said, well, it's ours now then. We can use all of the attention that you brought to it for whatever means we want. Mm-hmm. Um, they show past broadcasts from him. They show other streamers' content. It's a strange situation. It's a really strange situation. It's it's part of that whole you-don't-own-anything economy mm-hmm. right now. Right. Um, where even he doesn't even own the venue by which he made all of his money, which if you worked for television studios or music labels, you would say, cry me a river. Right. I make, you know, I make all the music and they make all the money, but still to see it in the tech sector in this way is interesting and surprising. Mm -hmm. And if he were to leave Twitter, could the same thing be done again? Or if we, well, or Twitter or any service. Mm. If we left Simplecast, could Simplecast start redirecting our URLs and subscribers to episodes of some new show? Interesting. Yeah. So we really we really don't own our content. Well, and, and honestly, we don't want to own our content. Um, and I don't think anybody else does either. <laughs> sure. It's nice to it's nice to be able to blame others. Exactly. Sure, but with that said, the people who do own our content are our patrons. We do appreciate Ooh. you. You like, you like that? It's been a while since we've done this segue. It's, it's nice. It's smooth. Yeah, pretty pretty easy. I know you love it when I call it out, too. Uh, Almost as smooth as this stone Tangerine Express. I, I gotta come back over to you. Here. Here, do that again. Boom, boom. Do your Tangerine Express. Smooth, delicious stone Tangerine Express IPA. Oh, you're still rocking the San Diego stone, huh? Oh, yes. It's delicious. Nice. And nutritious, I think. So, yes. Thank you to all our Patreons. For, I actually logged in to make sure the uh, list was current, and it had been current. So, um, so we haven't uh, lost or gained anybody, but we do appreciate you. And at some point, we will use your contributions to enhance this show. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it'll happen at some point. We'll fly Eric to Australia and leave him there. <laughs> Big, I'll be in big crate with the uh, with the <laughs> with the uh, parachute on it. Uh, do not startle. <laughs> exactly. The, just a couple of holes in the top. Yeah. Banana peels inside. I'll be fine. All right. I think we're done. I think this is going to wrap it up. It's a good week. Next week has been a good week. We, we should do it next week. What do you think? That sounds good. And you know what? With the kids all going to school, I, that's entirely. Gonna be, I'm gonna be much more relaxed, much more in the groove. It's gonna be real nice. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and, and hopefully by next week I'll have a, I'll have a little bit more uh, vapor experience uh, under under my belt, and maybe I'll even 
have the uh, URL to share with everyone. Well, if everything goes well by next week, www.sdphp.org will be pointing to our service implementation. But uh, it's not there now, so you can go and look at the old uh, old WordPress instance if you're curious. But by next week, um, hopefully we'll have it cut over to uh, the new serverless deployment. Which, oh, man, remind me next week also to talk about our SDPHP meetup. Uh, we had a great talk this week about, uh, het- uh, what was it called? Heptagram het- het- architecture or something? Wow. Uh-oh. That was enlightening. Uh, that that speaker Mark, uh, he's done a couple talks for us. He he is he is a great speaker. I, I like hexagonal architecture. Hexagonal architecture, yeah. Um, he's one of these guys that you know he can't help but smile. He just like lights up the room. He's just like he walks in. And he's always grinning and, and giggling, and but he's smart as hell. So you know. But yeah, he did a talk and it, it was cool. I mean, it, it was. Um, I I I get into that stuff. Uh, I try not to get too excited about it, but it was. You are an architecture guy. It was a. It was. It was cool. So remind me to uh, talk about it next week, and uh, I'll uh, I'll review our, our meetup with you. Sounds like a plan. All Sounds right. good. Sounds good. Okay, that's gonna do it for episode one hundred and sixty. Yes, that you heard me correct. We've done this one hundred and sixty times, and we'll do it one hundred and sixty more. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly. (laughs) 